Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. Yeah, Magic Restart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel depressed. That was just such a grim time. Oh my god. Anyway, sorry. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. Rugby Daily on Off the Ball. With Deliveroo, get top local restaurants delivered throughout the Rugby World Cup. Deliveroo, it's all on your doorstep. Welcome to Friday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richie McCormack and on the way there's renewed hope regarding the fitness of Robbie Henshaw. We hear from the Scotland camp on what they need to do to wreck Ireland's quarter-final plans and England suffer a significant injury-related withdrawal from their squad. Rugby Daily is brought to you in partnership with Deliveroo. Get top local restaurants delivered throughout the Rugby World Cup. Deliveroo, it's on your doorstep. First up to date, there is renewed optimism that Robbie Henshaw's World Cup may not be over after all. The Leinster centre missed out on a place in the matchday squad for tomorrow's make-or-break date with Scotland due to a hamstring injury. Andy Farrell said yesterday that it was likely Henshaw would miss a minimum of two weeks. That led to the head coach being asked about potential replacements should Henshaw withdraw, namely one Keane Healy. Yeah, again, I mean, when we when we have a look at whatever else throws itself up at the weekend and we've you know we've we've been fortunate so far haven't we um um so it all depends Mary, in regards to if somebody else goes down you know what does the squad need what do we need to be able to prepare properly etc and it's not always a, a replacement like for like so keen um he's, he's obviously one of those players that's at the forefront of our minds Despite all that, at Ireland's captain's run today at the Stade de France, Henshaw was pictured running out on the pitch with his teammates. Scrum coach John Fogarty was on media duty today and was asked about their hopes for the centre. He's good. He's, as you saw, he's out running, so um, he'll be assessed as we go ahead or go along. Um, and we'll see. We'll see after the weekend how he pitches up next week. Tomorrow promises to be a special occasion on a number of fronts, with James Lowe saying they're expecting to see 60,000 Irish fans tomorrow night. They'll all witness Peter O'Mahony's 100th cap in an Irish jersey, with Lowe and Tyke Byrne asked today about that by Off The Ball's Ashling O'Reilly. James, could you tell me a little bit about your first impressions when you first met Pete? Um, I, I could, but we'd have to turn the TV cameras off. Um, <laughs> No, he, he's a man who wears his heart on his sleeve and he uh, deserves all the praise that he's got this week. Um, to play 100 caps for your country is obviously a huge achievement in the way he's gone about his work. Um, is second to none. He's grown into a very, very great leader and uh, one of the best that I've definitely come across. Um, he's emotional. He backs up his words with actions. There's... You can think of many, many games he's been involved in that he's had huge moments that have affected the outcome. And um, he's definitely the sort of guy that you hate to play against but love to have in your team. We heard a nickname for him yesterday. Do you know what that that is? The Haggard Badger? (laughs) It's very fitting if you ask me because, um, like I said, the first time I met him, I thought he was more of a Haggard Badger than what I I think of him now. But... um, He's a grumpy old man in his age, but like I said, he's someone you want on your team. And Tyke for you? Um, yeah, just incredibly impressed by him. Um, my first experiences of him were obviously in Munster, and um, you know, going going over there, I'd only really seen him in an Irish jersey and what he'd done for Munster as well. But um, to see how he he led the led the squad in Munster and the the training the the effort he put through, through in training, he, as Lowy said, he wears his heart on his sleeve and 
he's an incredible leader um an even better bloke you know he's one of the most social guys around the place despite what people might think of him um he's always one of the last in the team room having a cup of tea with the lads and just chatting away so he, he's hugely liked within this group um and speaks volumes of the man he is and I, i'm very excited and um delighted i get to share the pitch on such a momentous uh momentous uh, occasion for him Ireland have won their last 16 test outings. They haven't lost to Scotland since a five-point defeat at Murrayfield back in 2017, but there is no chance of anything being taken for granted. That's according to James Lowe. Obviously, um, it does give us confidence in what we've done over the last three to four years in, in terms of what we've built, and we know it works, but like I said earlier, even against even in wins, there's still things to learn, so... Um, invincible. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go anywhere near that word. Complacency is something that can't creep into this group as well, and it doesn't. Um, each week, there's, you know, there's there's more than just the 23 that could easily play and do a job for the side, uh, seamlessly fitting into into position. But uh, complacency is something that uh, won't be coming into the side. We understand the serious threats and we've respected every opposition that we've played so far in this competition so um, we're just as diligent with Scotland as we were with South Africa, Romania and Tonga. Blair Kinghorn yesterday vowed to end Ireland's winning run. His teammate Hugh Jones was slightly more measured in his approach to beating Ireland for the first time in six years. Yeah, whenever we look back at those games there's so many opportunities that we haven't taken Um, and obviously it's you can't ever have sort of a perfect game, but something we've been striving towards is, is being more consistent and, and putting together an 80-minute performance, staying, staying alive in every moment um, and really just staying focused. Um, we've had a few games where just five or ten minutes of a loss of focus has cost us the game, so we know that we can't have that, but we also know that if we can sort of have that for 80 minutes and... Um, stay in every second of it um, just and take our chances when they arise um, that we can beat top teams so uh, we know we've got the quality we know we've got the game plan we, we, we can we can win we've just got to go out and do it and um, obviously like you say they're coming off a really good run so we're not taking anything lightly uh, we know it's going to be very tough um, but we've got belief Second row Grant Gilchrist was asked if they could pinpoint any chinks of light from their last eight defeats to Ireland. Um, I think there's a there's a few um, because we're in the stadium the way we played um, when we beat France 2021 um, the way we defended in that game man down at the end and came back went through multi-phase at the end that's kind of levels of effort that it'll require um, you know big games We've had recently against England the way of Twickenham, you know, where where we've had bad records, you know, the the similarities there. Like this team's gone and and done things that the other Scotland teams just haven't done. Um, we know that that beating Ireland something and on the big stage is, is something we've not done. Um, but that's that's what excites us and that's why um, we've got to go out tomorrow and and give our all for for our country for ourselves. Um, to get into 
to the quarterfinal. The All Blacks are once again sweating over the fitness of Terrell Lomax. The tight head was taken off after just nine minutes of last night's 73 points denial thrashing of Uruguay with an injury to his right knee. Lomax had only returned to action in the previous game against Italy, having suffered a deep cut to his knee in the warm-up defeat to the Springboks. Last night's win secured New Zealand's quarter-final place, with top spot in Pool A depending on tonight's meeting of France and Italy in Lyon. Head coach Ian Foster was asked about Lomax's latest injury after last night's game. He's sitting in the in the shed with some ice on his knee. It looks like a medial... It- and, and those that know medials, they can be a small strain or, or a large strain, just really depends. We won't know for probably for another 24 hours. But, you know, he was moving OK afterwards. And um, so, you know, we'll just look at him over the weekend. You know, fortunately, we've got a couple of extra days, which could be, could be meaningful for us. Foster was also pushed on if he has any preference for quarterfinal opponents. I think you know my answer to that. No. Um... I just don't want to put myself under any stress the next three days. So uh, what will be will be. And, you know, people will um, theorise what they do, but we'll go away and um, have a nice little glass of wine out the side of our hotel tonight and celebrate being there and looking forward to recovery tomorrow. And and clearly we've got a plan for whoever it may be. But at this stage... um, uh, we're excited about uh, us being there. That's our first goal achieved, and let's get into the next one. You know, the great thing about the draw, from many perspectives, is that first or second, um, we kind of know that uh, when you've got a draw, when you go into a tournament and the top four teams in the world currently are due to play each other in the quarterfinal, you know whatever happens, it's going to be a monster game. So. Um, Nothing's going to surprise us now and we'll be ready for whoever it is. And finally, no decision has been made on a replacement for Jack Willis in the England squad. The back rower suffered a nerve injury to his neck in their recent Pool D win over Chile. That had been Willis's lone appearance at the tournament to date. He scored a try as well, but he's now headed back to England for treatment. Joe Marchant was today asked about Willis's injury ahead of their meeting with Samoa. Yeah, so look, I think uh, gutting for him and gutting for all of us. Um, it, was, it was great when he was here in the squad. Um, and we'll give him the best support we can with his recovery. Um, in terms of next steps, there's many meetings going on as staff um, as we make decisions, so there's no update as, as current. You've got a bit of time, haven't you? Because, and obviously, what's more pressing is this match. Yeah, so as always, we're focused on this match and what comes this weekend. That's it for today's and indeed this week's Rugby Daily. Don't forget to subscribe to the OTB Rugby feed to keep this podcast coming free and daily in your feed. My name is Richie McCormack. I'll have more Rugby Daily for you, including reaction to the weekend's games on Monday. Till then, have a great weekend and thanks for listening.